Hello and welcome to The Gathering Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this week's episode of The Gathering Podcast, where we are speaking to Helen. Helen is the church link worker here at The Gathering Cardiff. We're speaking in this series to just some of the people who make up The Gathering community as part of our 10-year anniversary celebrations. We really hope you enjoy. Hi, <laughs> welcome to The Gathering Podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Rosie. And we're really excited to be joined by our first guest of this podcast launch, who is Helen. Helen is our church link worker. She's been work- working with us for about two years now. Um, she's lovely. We love her. Um, she does so much for us. Helen, tell us about who you are, what you do, what your journey to faith has been. Oh, there's a lot in there. Uh, but sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Helen. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Um, like Rosie said, I've been working for The Gathering for... Um, I think it's three years now, but time means nothing. So it could be two, it could be three. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church. My mum took me and my sister to church from like before we were born. Um, Really lovely church, really welcoming and one that um, was multi-generational. So my my grandmother went there as well. So I've always had a a community and a home in that church. uh, and when I came out, I identified as gay. I wanted to find a community of like-minded Christians as well. Um, so that is how I kind of very basically came to the gathering. So my journey um, came about with Geraint, who is another um, uh, regular at the gathering and a good friend of mine. He, We've been friends since high school. Um, and he, he didn't really have any faith or anything, but we talked a little bit about my Christian background quite a bit. And he um, became more interested in Christianity and, and we had some lovely conversations about it. And then I said, you know, let's like, he he's also identifies as gay. I'm pretty sure he'd be fine with me telling you that. Um, um, I, I thought, yeah, I thought let's let's try and find a community of LGBTQ plus Christians because we're both gay and we're interested in Christianity. Um, anyway, so I sort of, I think I did a Google search and I found the gathering and then I saw that uh, they were quite involved with Pride Cymru. Um, and so we went along, well, actually we tried to find the, the faith tent um, at a Pride one year, but I think it was back in the day when we were sort of right in the back corner um, so we couldn't find you or the gathering. Um, so we just had to come along on a Sunday, which we did. And that we've been coming ever since. So um, it was clearly quite a welcoming community and one that we pretty instantly felt at home at. I think, um, like I say, with my home church, I've always had a home and a community there. Um, but when I did come out, um, there, was, there wasn't like a known LGBTQ plus community there. So while they were loving, there was always that difference. So I wanted to find something that um, related a little bit more to me and my journey. Definitely. Um, I think that's really important, isn't it? Um, in having that community sense that relates to every part of our identity. 
potentially. Um, so you said that your home church uh, were really loving when you came out. Um, I was just wondering if you would be happy to speak about that. Um, yeah, of course. So uh, um, growing up in my church, there wasn't ever really any talk of the LGBTQ plus community, either like positive or negative, um, which made it quite difficult for me to know whether I was going to be safe there or not. Um, because I simply didn't know either way. Like in some ways, it might be better to know that it, it is you're not going to be safe, right? Because um, at least you know then and you can make the decision to leave or to stay anyway. Um, and I don't think that's through anyone, that's, that's no one's fault. It wasn't like a conscious decision not to talk about it, probably. It was more just they didn't think about it, I think. Um, and obviously leadership changes and stuff and who knows who's talked about what and, and all of that. I became a deacon, which is like an elder in the Baptist church um, of the church before I came out when I was about 23. Um, and, that, and around that time, we were starting to look for another minister. And the conversation, so we'd bring potential people in and then the deacons would chat to them. And someone randomly, I know who it was, but I won't name any names, just in case they listen to this podcast, which I'm sure they will. Um, someone asked about same-sex marriage and it, like it came out of the blue, like I say, because we'd never talked about it before. It wasn't a thing there. Um, and like it, like, it was horrendous. I just felt like there was this like light on me. And I just went like bright red. I had, like I say, I hadn't come out at that point to anyone. Uh, and here they were sort of talking about my potential future um, in the church. You know, I wanted at that time to be married there. Um, in, you know, when that time came, if it came. Um, and so, so that was really hard. And it sort of, that got the ball rolling for me coming out. Cause I was like, I can't deal with this on my own. I'm going to have to start talking to people. And then it was a process of probably a couple of years, actually. Um, relatively soon after, I told uh, the minister who was in place there at the time. And she was great. She was really loving. She just like made it really clear that it was absolutely fine. I could still be a deacon. I could still work with the children. Oh, thank you. Um, it sounds like cheering on, yay. Uh, which for some people, you you can't do that, right? If, if you're LGBTQ+, you you asked, um, maybe asked to step down from those roles and things, and I wasn't, so that was a plus in my eyes. Um, I'm aware this is going on for a long time, sorry. Um, uh, and then, so a couple of, of years later then, we, we got a new minister in post, so we have two ministers now, and I, I said to the, the first one who I'd, who I'd come out to, you know, I think I need to speak to uh, the new guy. Um, I don't know to name, whether to name names or not, but anyway, um, and I did, and he was also really, really accepting and really like, he said like, this is something that's on my heart as well, um, and we, we want to make Ararat a, a place where LGBTQ plus people feel welcome and affirmed. Um, so that was really great. Uh, so then we spoke to the rest of the leadership deacons and even the people who I thought might be a bit iffy about it were pretty good. Everyone was wonderful actually. Um, 
So that was, it was really refreshing. Um, just quickly in, in Baptist circles, you, the church kind of, the membership um, make the decisions and things. So uh, stuff like same-sex marriage has to go through a vote through the membership. So, so I still couldn't get married at Ara at this time, but um, you know that's fine. It's a journey, isn't it? Uh, and we hope it'll keep going in the right direction. Yeah, but that's a really great start of a journey, isn't it? To thankfully be in a community that you've been in your whole life and your has you know had multi generations of your family and your uh your whole self is still loved there um is fantastic so hannah i was wondering um kind of you talked a little bit about the campaign to start attending and and how that started and you know you went with Gary. so do you do you want to talk a little bit more about um the gathering and, and how your journey progressed um you know and, and how, how it how it made you feel and why it was important to you to have that space in cardiff of course, yeah. Um, so it, it was important to me to have that community of LGBTQ plus Christians um, because being a Christian and being LGBTQ plus, um, you're sort of stuck in the middle of two communities that can um, be quite against each other. Not always, but they can be. And that can be quite um, an isolating place, to, uh, isolated that can be quite an isolated place to be. Um, on the one hand, like I say, I was going to a church where I was really heavily involved um, and I loved it and I loved the people there. Um, but I had a big part of me that I just didn't know if that part, if I told people about that part of me, if it would mean I wouldn't have it anymore, if my home would be taken away, if my responsibilities and my community and my friendships and all of that would be taken away from me um which is a heavy one to carry and then i i had a few friends who were um who were queer but i didn't really have a, a community of lgbtq plus people and partly that was because i was afraid that they would simply be like frightened of me or or feel um just quite a lot of complicated mixed emotions so so it was important to me to find a community of, of christian lgbtq plus people what was the motivation behind becoming a church link worker and why did you feel drawn to that i guess so it's a great question there are a few few different reasons and different like depending on the day you ask me it'll probably be a different answer but so as i mentioned before at the time i sort of like I say, I can't remember how long I've been coming to the gathering. So the timeline is wonky as, but when I was starting to come out to my home, to the people at my home church, I was also like, I had been coming to the gathering for a few years then. And that had like really helped with my um, confidence maybe is not the, like the right word, but it's the word I'm going to use. Um, you know, it, it helped me like feel accepted even more so. And I will, I will put in a little caveat here that I never felt worried about what God thought of me and my identity, like never. I remember once, just for a little side story, being on a bus home <laughs> from town and being like praying like, God, 
if being gay is wrong, tell me right now. Aha, ha, we love to, we love to challenge God, don't we? And, you know, nothing came up, nothing happened. We know God doesn't work in that way. And, um, but, but anyway, I never felt worried about what God thought about me um, or like how, how they felt about my identity, whatever. At the time when I was coming out um, to my home church, I was already an established member of the gathering and had been going there a couple of years. And I felt in my heart um, sort of called to help you know, my home church um, to like on this journey to like inclusivity and like um, maybe affirmation. Um, I felt like I was at a point in my life where I was comfortable enough with my sexuality and my identity and my faith and comfortable enough in knowing that those two um, could be symbiotic <laughs> science, um, that I could live both those identities perfectly well together, um, that I might be able to help the church and the people who, were, who, were, who were, had issues or concerns around the, the queer community and Christianity. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so, so um, thank you. So then the post came up at the gathering. Um, my job uh, is to, um, well, uh, create tools and <laughs> it's, it's difficult because pandemic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it, it is and it, has, and it has been and it was, but there was a pandemic. Um, was to like encourage and um encourage churches to be more inclusive and to educate and to create resources around that so that sort of fit perfectly with what I was feeling called to do and that so yeah it just felt like the right time for me I do really remember um a conversation that me and you had Helen I hope you don't mind uh, you mind me sharing um and we were just talking before a gathering worship on a Sunday um, and um, as pastoral leaders and trustees, we knew we were going to be shortly um, advertising this post of a church link worker. And you had said to me, I just feel really drawn to work for the church um, and about queer inclusivity. And I was thinking, um, <laughs> how does she know? <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Oh, God knew, right? Oh, that's so sweet. I didn't know that. Bless you. You kept a good poker face there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good poker face. Yeah, God knew, definitely. Um, so I was just wondering if you could tell us some of the things that you've done in your role, which have achieved that objective, basically, in um, helping churches and becoming more inclusive to the queer community. Uh, yeah. So as I say, it's been a little bit, um squiffy because of the pandemic and originally I think we had envisaged I would be going out to churches and talking to them and stuff um, and that hasn't happened yet that's not to say it won't um one of the the big things when I came into post that the gathering had in mind was running an inclusive conference which Sam you mentioned in the first podcast um yeah, the idea was to bring churches 
together um, to discuss what in inclusivity of that uh, the queer community looks like um, and why it's important and the experiences of LGBTQ plus Christians. Um, it was going to be in person, but that that didn't happen. Um, so we we had it online instead, which was great. Actually, it worked really well. It meant that we could reach more people, and the talks are still there on our website. If you want to go and see them, uh, yes. So so we did it online, which was great. We got a couple of speakers in, and then just it, it, I'll I'll talk about them in a second. But we just like invited a load of people to come and watch them um the talks and things which was really good i think we got some really good conversation out of it and um we've probably made some links as well with churches from there we held um a, a pride in marriage which again was online and again sam mentioned in the the first the first podcast um episode and that was it's the same sort of thing we wanted to tell the stories of um queer Christians, uh, particularly around relationship and marriage within the Christian faith, um, because that is something I think that when people are having these conversations in churches and do we want to be inclusive and what does that mean and what do we believe, I think we, it's easy to forget that the, these are people that we're talking about, it's their lives and it's incredibly personal and can be incredibly painful to have to sit there and listen to someone say, well, I love gay people, but I just don't think they should be getting married. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a lovely little event. It was online as, as well. And we just had three um, different films, one including the lovely Sam, uh, who is hosting this podcast, um, just talking about their experiences of being LGBTQ plus and in a relationship within the Christian faith and what that looked like. I think it's been really important that we've had the two conferences I think when people who aren't involved in the queer community when they think about gay inclusion tend to get very focused on marriage and it's obviously a really important subject um, for people in queer relationships and for the church uh, and then forget that that's still not inclusion necessarily um, and that that inclusive conference really fed a different purpose of actually is our worship inclusive, is our worship space inclusive and those kinds of things. So I think that was a really important distinction um, that they're two separate conferences. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, like you say, we can, we can get hung up on marriage and what that means. Um, so I'm glad that we did it that way around, that we had the inclusive conference, which was more like an umbrella kind of overarching conversation, and then went into to the marriage stuff um, after. I think that's really fantastic, all the work that you've done for us already, Helen. Um, and I was just wondering, what does the future of your role look like? and um and the future of the gathering i suppose in and how you work for it who knows thank you <laughs> the end no um i mean we have we have some like loose plans uh, for what's next but as we talked about earlier god moves in mysterious ways um we'd like to be putting together a bit of a resource pack 
that can go out to like small groups or, or churches um, more broadly speaking that they can use to kind of start having those conversations around what inclusivity means in terms of conversation worship prayer facilities or policy all of that stuff that that probably is going to be quite a huge undertaking and we want to obviously be getting it right so it's not something we're going to rush aside from that i would like to be able to be getting into some churches on a one-to-one -one basis uh, to be talking about where they're at in terms of inc their inclusive journey and how the gathering might be able to help them with that i think it's really important for churches to remember that they can have the right attitude and like the right the really good intentions but like being inclusive is a huge task like fully inclusive just the lgbtq plus community like the gathering doesn't even do it right every time um and so having as much help and talking um to to people to people who know um, what it means and what it needs to look like is really important if there was someone listening now who is interested in this uh how could they progress um so if they've had no conversations in their church um, but they're a church leader how um do you think would be best for them to start to progress uh interested in engaging with us potentially and um, i mean the best way to do it is to reach out really you can go on our website and Get, get in touch via the contact us page yeah you can get in touch with us online on our website or via facebook or whatever um just to like a little, explain a little bit about where you are where you are where you're at with it and we'll, we'll go from there maybe i'll come in and talk to you about it figure out like the temperature of the church where where it's at and stuff and we'll go from there um, and it might just mean changing up some of the words you use and it might be a much bigger task. Yeah, that's great. I think we mentioned this in the first episode, actually, um, but it's uh, so nice to see the gathering not as a worshipping community, but also a resource for other people. And that we've just got that a really nice blend of that um, in that if you're looking for a safe place to come and worship, then uh, we hope that we can provide that for you online or face to face. But also, yeah, if you are already an organisation who wants to become an inclusive, we hope we can provide you with that resource too. Yeah, they're very separate things, aren't they? And that's, a, yeah, a really good point to make that if you come on a Sunday, please don't be worried that you're going to be like bombarded with um, straight cis people who want to um, do better in their church there might be some people there and they'll be lovely but that's not yeah that's not the main goal yeah the gathering is a safe space isn't it like it's a community that we can feel renewed and rejuvenated in um in order to you know then go out into our own churches and, and hopefully be like you know a light in those places of you know education or just to worship god also you know it's cool that we have that little community that little warm um bubble that we can go into but we can also be fed as well you know oh for sure yeah it is it is so nice like to be able to have this job and but then also to be able to come on a Sunday evening and like just be a, uh, someone who comes to the gathering and be able to worship and chat and have fellowship um it really is lovely yeah unless there isn't tea or coffee and then it's really pants thank goodness the covid risk assessment has changed <laughs> yes <laughs> Helen is there anything um 
that you think we haven't talked about which you think you'd like to? I think the only thing I'd want to add to what we've spoken about today is is that just a call out to churches if church leaders ministers whoever you are you don't have to be a church leader to come to the gathering and to like talk about inclusivity within your church um like please do reach out to us because allyship is incredibly important to the community particularly the queer christian community we need the cis straight people to back us up um you're the ones that kind of make the biggest difference <laughs> for us and um, so please do get in touch and we'll do our best to make a difference thank you so much helen um for coming um being a part of our first episode you're the first guest um it's been amazing thank you for sharing all of your um story and yeah it's been amazing thank you um i hope you join us next time not you helen you're not invited thank you for listening to this week's episode of the gathering podcast remember you can follow us on our social media at the gathering cdf or at the gathering cardiff and you can find more information about us at thegatheringcardiff.org.